Hello, welcome to today's immigration tidbit. Okay, well, first of all, I, I need clarification on what you mean DUI with a minor. Um, I mean, normally if someone is convicted, and, and I know you're saying DWI here, but depending where you are in the country, um, it would, you know, it's a DUI, it's driving under the influence. Uh, and one is either guilty of that or not. Uh, so if, in fact, in your particular state, there is a DUI with a minor, uh, that's not a good thing. Uh, I would need to see the statutory language of what exactly constitutes this particular crime. I mean, I suspect uh, it has some child endangerment-related uh, sections in that someone is driving uh, drunk with a kid in the car uh, and it, it doesn't and shouldn't have based on at least what you're saying here there shouldn't be any sexual component uh, I mean if, if there was and if there were allegations of that uh, that would turn your husband into what's called an aggravated felon which would make his situation much worse so, assuming that it's the DUI with some kind of child endangerment, um, again, I, I need to know exactly where in the United States you are and, and so forth, but uh, it, it first would be a real good idea for him to get immigration representation. Um, I'm sure two months in a detention facility is not fun. Um, so, first, we would need to determine if, for whatever reason, they and they being immigration, think that he might be an aggravated felon. If they believe that he's an aggravated felon, um, of course, I would, I would need to fight that, okay? I would need to, uh, again, analyze the statutory language of the conviction, determine if it falls under the aggravated felony statutes, uh, do what's called the categorical analysis, uh, determine if the statute's divisible, you know, all the stuff that we normally do in order to try to determine if we can get out of the uh, conclusion by immigration that it's an aggravated felon. Assuming that it's not an aggravated felon, then we would need to uh, do what's necessary uh, to try to get him bonded out. I mean, why should he fight his case in detention the entire time without uh, being free. So we would argue that he should be eligible for a bond redetermination hearing, <clears throat> assuming we get past the aggravated felony issue. And if that were the case, of course, we have to show all kinds of stuff as to why he should be bonded out, that he's not a risk uh, to uh, or a danger to the neighborhood, that there's no risk of flight, and again, we get back to the um, you know DUI with a minor issue, um, and that that might be difficult to show he won't be a risk to uh, people in the neighborhood and so forth if he you know was driving drunk with a kid in the car, and if it's his kid, and he lives with the kid, uh, they of course will think if they bond him out, that the first thing he's going to do is get a drink and put the kid in the car again. So we need to pass that issue before anything. Assuming we get past that issue, then assuming he's bonded out, 
Uh, I would need to analyze the case to see what he might qualify for. For example, did he already have his green card? And if so, does he qualify for cancellation of removal for lawful permanent residence? I am suspecting he never had his green card or he probably wouldn't have been in detention and be in detention um, for over two months, again, unless they think he's an aggravated felon. So assuming he never had his green card, the question is, uh, what qualifications or what type of relief would he be available for? Okay, it, it clearly would not be cancellation of removal for non-permanent residents. They'll claim he doesn't have good moral character by the commission of this crime, although there are ways to analyze, again, the statute to see if there's what's called mens rea requirements in there to determine if it's either just a statutory conviction or if you have to actually have an intent to do something uh, to get the conviction. Uh, and so I would also need to see how he entered the country. Was it legally? Was it illegally? Um, I mean, you're a U.S. citizen, so if you are, did you ever petition for him? If not, why not? Um, if he entered illegally, when was that? Does he already have a deportation order? Um, did he enter illegally more than once if he entered illegally? Has he left since he came here? Uh, what are the uh, immigration status of his parents? Okay, did any of them become U.S. citizens before he turned 18? What about his grandparents? Does he have asylum-related issues? So you can see there's a whole plethora of items I would need to determine how to help him. Um, I don't think if he's not being represented that that's the best thing for him to do. I mean, he basically is in jail without any help. And I can guarantee you that immigration and that the judge, they have no interest in helping him, okay? I mean, they see, you know, 200 people a day. Um, he's just another number on the docket to them. Um, that is the reason to get immigration representation because... We do care about trying to win, trying to get him out, trying to not let immigration railroad him, not let the judge issue a deportation order without the proper advisals, and so forth. Okay, so first thing, uh, immigration attorney. Second thing, bond hearing. Third thing, determine if he's an aggravated felon, see what they have on him, and prepare the forms of relief that could be available to him. Okay? Shortcast Club.